Hello and welcome to the Bride Tender Podcast. I'm your host, Esty Gordon, and I'm here to tend to the brides like I tend to the bar. So mix yourself a cocktail and let's get ready to discuss all things weddings. Today, I promised that I would bring my dad back. So being that he made time in his Thanksgiving Day schedule. <laughs> Very busy. <laughs> here he is. Um, dad, do you know what podcast you're on? No. <laughs> you, the bride tender. Do you know who that is? <laughs> yes. These are legitimate questions because I don't know if he's ever listened to an episode before. I meant to. Yeah, he's getting around to it. It's only been I'm out for them all at once. It's only been out for like eight months, so you know he, you have plenty of content. I mix to... myself a drink and watch them all at one time. All right, you know what? You're halfway there. You're mixing yourself a drink. Right. Okay, so. What everybody might not know is that you also were somewhat in the wedding business for a portion of time. Yes. Okay, so you worked on the wedding ships that went out of Weehawken, New Jersey. Correct. Now, what was the name of the ship? The Horizon. The Horizon. Now... It, was it a one event at a time or? No, it was a three level boat so they could hold multiple occasions. Now, but if somebody, if somebody was doing a wedding, you could do three weddings at a time or it was like one Probably wedding? Probably two. Two weddings. Two was very manageable on that size boat. What was the maximum capacity? 400 people. Wow. 400 people. Now, people could do their ceremony. On one level, and mm -hmm. then cocktail hour on another level, and then dinner on another level, if they wanted to. If they wanted to. Yes. And, the, I mean, ceremony outside, saying if it was decent ceremony weather. Ceremony outside, if the weather was nice, yes. If the weather wasn't, would you still be able to do ceremony indoors? Yes. Okay. On one of the le other levels, sure. Now, did you have things on there like a bridal suite to get ready or anything like that? No, but there were, there were big enough bathrooms in a few locations to, for the bride to get ready. Okay, so they could spend time there if they needed yes. to beforehand. Yes. And I'm sure that you guys had relationships with different vendors and different hotels that people oh, used. Oh, yes. There were many aspects of that. There was um, there was people that came on with the flowers from multiple places. There was um, you could bring your own food, although our chefs did very well. They had good food on the boat. Would they only bring food in if they were like kosher or like Indian? For the, for the most part. Okay, so yes. it was no one was really bringing it in unless you had like dietary restrictions. Right, so right. we were capable of doing any kind of meal. Okay. Sometimes the food was prepared off the boat and then heated up on the boat. Sometimes it was prepared entirely on the boat and cooked on the boat. Now depends upon what the menu was. You also held and full service bars. And you held events on there like for New Year's or 4th of July? Yes, there were open dinner cruises as well as private affairs held on that boat. If somebody wanted like a July 4th wedding, would they be spending more money? Yes. Because the, instead because of, of... A holiday weekend. A holiday weekend. Yes. So pretty much just like any other venue, whatnot. It was a premium to have an affair on a, on a holiday. 
Now, with everything going on in like the industry and things are obviously nowhere near back to normal, we had a 50 person like maximum that you were allowed to have. Do you think that boat weddings are something that will be able to like be sustained because it has the outside aspect? It would have to be a small boat to house 50 people and make it worthwhile for the boat to go out. Right. You I, couldn't take a boat like the Horizon and run 50 people. It's just not economical. I think that's the problem that a lot of a lot of venues and stuff are having now is that is 50 people financially worth the time? Very good question. Yeah. Not for the boat. Not for the boat. No. Yeah. Because you still need a certain amount of manpower for the boat to sail. What was like the minimum guest requirement for like a bit like a Saturday night? Uh, probably a hundred. Hundred. I think that's more than fair, to be honest. Right for that size boat. Now and we did operate smaller boats for smaller parties. Okay. So it was we were capable of doing fifty people, but not on the horizon. Right. So now, what was your role with uh, the boats? I was there to learn how to do everything from start to finish, uh, as far as planning the menu, running the boat, maintenance-wise, manpower. Um, I was just looking to get into that business and wanted to learn from the ground up. Do you miss it? Yes, I do. Yeah, he's a... He's a man quite like myself, you know, like needs to have a million projects going on to feel fulfilled. But being what things are today, I'm glad I'm not involved with it. It's it's a tough it's a tough time for the industry and just hard to see how it can come back from from this big of a loss. But nothing was nicer than sailing down the Hudson River on a nice night or nice day. And being able to see the Empire State Building lit up. Yes. Yeah. You can tell I've rode the boat a few times. Yes. <laughs> um, so now, when getting ready, you know, for a wedding on the boat, what's like the preparation that goes into that? Like, Well, the chefs start working early in the morning and the boat is all cleaned and painted and... Um, uh, the bars are set up, the bartenders come in early, get the bars ready for the crowds. Uh, the maintenance staff make sure all the silverware and glasses, everything is clean, the tables are set. And um, it, 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 it's a lot of work. Now there's parking on site there for people who drive themselves. For that, where that location was, there was a parking lot for 300 cars directly across the street from where the boat launched. So okay. So there was a few boats, actually, that went out of that location, and there was parking for everybody. Yeah, but and a lot of easy, people... It was easy access by car, by ferry, by bus, by train. It was, a, it was a very accessible location for the boat to go out of. And a lot of people probably took, like, a bus over there, though, too. Yes. For people who were staying yes. at a hotel or yes. just, like... Hotels were very nearby. Okay, so, I mean, honestly, for anybody who is a New Yorker who is, like, looking into this kind of option, it's so doable. I mean, we're from Long Island. My dad 
commuted yes. there to New Jersey. Accessible from Long Island, from upstate, from any place from, in New from Jersey. Manhattan, from Manhattan, right. from Brooklyn. Yeah. Weehawken, New Jersey is very close to Hoboken in that area, just to give anybody kind of like a little bit of a landmark. It was right, um, out, who it was might right outside the Lincoln Tunnel. It's a good location. Right. Yeah, no. And um, the boat parties, I mean, same thing or your typical like five hours, right? Yes. Five hour plus ceremony. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. And you can have, uh, they had a dance floor. It was already laid down, the it, dance floor? The dance floor moved from boat to boat. So if you oh. wanted on the upper deck, the lower deck, a different boat, no dance floor, more tables, we were capable of doing that. You could do it technically <clears throat> outside on the top deck if it was nice. You could out. do it anywhere. That's a the good dan option. Dance floor moved, yes. And did you have a bar on every deck? It was a bar on all levels, yes. Yeah, I don't always see that on all the boats. I've only seen uh, some the of the open deck had a moving bar, rolling bar. That makes sense. Right. Yeah. The other two levels had fixed bars. Okay. And if you wanted to do a sit-down dinner from the kitchen or you wanted more of like a, like a station setup, you could do that. It was that. all doable. Yes. We yeah. were prepared for all that. And if uh, an off-premise caterer came in, they would have access to the kitchen. So like a kosher caterer or something yes. like that. Yes. And they that would probably bring in we, we limited stuff. We limited the amount of of companies that were available to use our facilities because working on a boat's a little bit different than a catering hall. Right. So. Well, I even know just from working where I work is that we're limited to a few different off-premise caterers um, just because they already know, like, the lay of the land. And yes. once you bring in somebody new, you have to do a whole walkthrough with them and kind of have them sign off on your policies. It's... The boat was a little bit different than a regular catering hall just because the kitchen was below deck. So you had narrow stairwells to bring food up. So it was a little trickier than your average catering hall. Right. That's why we limited the amount of people who could come in for off-premise. What would you say was like a hot, like on the higher end pricing back when you did this, which is like what, about like 20 years ago? Yeah, it was um, on the high end... It was about $140 a head. Which is plus, pretty... Plus probably, gratuity. Probably pretty high back then because yeah. in today's times, you're looking at between like 120 to 250 per person, depending where you get married, what day of the week. Well, it did take a lot more for that boat to run than something that was stationary. Right. So we, need, we, we did require some... Uh, extra funds to make sure everything was in place, safety, there was a lot of safety precautions. Was there security on the boat? We had security on the boat, right. Now, yes. also, um, would you say it was mainly seasonal, like a May through October? Um, they did have some Christmas parties, that kind of stuff on the boat, uh, but for the most part, yes, it would be May through October. Which is pretty much like customary for all tri-state venues um of course november and april have like picked up a lot of business for brides who still want that spring or fall feeling but want 
might not be able to afford the May through October because that's just prime season. It's a lot more expensive. Yeah. Um, and then your winter is usually your most cost effective. Um, mind you, I say that with like, absolutely. Um, you can get the best deals during that time. And here we're, we're here to help people save a buck, dad. Yes. So, yeah. So if you're looking for a January through March wedding, like absolutely go for it because you can then spend more money in other things that get maybe, more bang for the buck. Yeah, we're all about that over here. <laughs> um, let's see what else. So now, where do you see the future of this industry going? How do you think that weddings are going to come back from this? I guess weddings are going to have to be smaller and probably in in people's private areas, backyards and things like that. If I was getting married, what would you tell me to do? Use the backyard of this house. It's a pretty big backyard. I mean, he says that, but I don't know if he would really like let me do yeah. this. Like, <laughs> sure, going to tent the whole thing. I'm going to make it a circus back there. <laughs> a sure. circus. Just the parking would be a little tough. The parking yeah. would be tough, but we could just tell everybody to Uber. Yes, but it's definitely doable. It's doable. Yeah, um, I think that that will be kind of the future for a while. Um, backyard weddings, tented, heaters, right. um, really the whole nine yards, uh, even though it's pretty sad to say because there's so many, especially where we live, which is on Long Island, there's so many amazing venues, wineries, vineyards, hotels to get married in, but I think a lot of people have a lot of stress around doing something indoors. Um, and of course, the venues upholds a lot of liability yes. to adhere to the new standards that we have, which I'm actually not really sure what the new standards are now that restaurants are closing by 10 p.m. It's changing daily, it looks It's changing like. daily. So, you know, that 50-person minimum, might I don't... Might go down to 35. Might go down to 35. I mean, we can only hope that when this vaccine comes out, that we return to a little bit of normalcy. But I think at a lot of events, we're going to see people getting their temperature taken, masks being worn. Um, sure. I mean, we already see it with the staff and whatnot, but I think sure. also just by the guests that people are are nervous. Sure. So sure. I, I think that that's the future of the business as well. At least... I'd say for the next year to two years. Well, stay tuned. We'll find out. We will find out. Now, Dad, we ask everybody on the podcast, and I know you're like, you know, you're a man of like few words in a yes. lot of ways, so I don't know what advice you're going to have, but we always ask, you know, what advice do you have for our brides and grooms who are going through this tough time of like, where they either had to postpone or they might need to postpone or they're not, you know, especially our 2021 brides and grooms, you know, for spring that are up in the air, they don't know what to do. What advice do you have for them? Keep it private, keep it small. And at a future date, you can have a bigger party when this blows over and it will. 
um, it better because otherwise we're all going to need to be like institutionalized. Um, no. But so you're saying get married on the actual day? Absolutely. Because life, should, life should start immediately with your Yes. Kid. Don't stop your life. Move forward. In case you missed my first episode, my parents have been married for almost 37 years. And they got engaged after four months of dating. Crazy. Absolutely insane, if you ask me. But if I don't have the same exact thing, I don't want it. So there's that. Um, yeah. And, you know, we're not about, like, waiting around to start your life with somebody. If you found the person that you want to be with, you know, start your life together. The party can always wait until a later date when right. things return to normalcy. Right. Yeah. Well, Dad, you know, I wish for you to be the father of the bride, like, very soon. Okay. You know, like, like, like tomorrow <laughs> in the backyard, we'll see what in happens. the backyard here, you know, like we have to put out in the universe, the things that we want, right? True. You're, I'm, di- I'm dying for the bride tender to be the bride. Okay. And you want to be It'll not happen. just the bride tender's father, but right. the bride's the father. Right. I know. Yeah. Um, and it will happen. Yeah. That's my dad for all of you. You asked for him to come back on. I was really kind of shocked. But, you know, here he is. The man of the hour. Have fun and stay safe. Are you you excited? Absolutely. For your debut? Yes. (laughs) Um, Until next week, uh, mix yourself a cocktail. Slide into my DMs with questions you want answered. On all things weddings, make sure to follow The Bride Tender for all fun facts on um, your wedding, ways to save money, and hiring the best in the business for your special day. Um, My name is Esty Gordon. This is my dad, Alan Gordon. Um, You know, we hope you all had an amazing Thanksgiving. We're recording this on Thanksgiving. And um, stay sane, stay healthy, and we'll catch you next week. Bye.